this great great opportunity of being in your presence we pray Lord God that we have a conference with you tonight that you speak to us Lord we are needy people Father and we look to you Lord God to meet us Lord for your presence in brings all the satisfaction that we need. It covers every virtue, every loophole, every negative thing becomes like it's not there. It is defeated. Lord, it gives strength to the worshiper to feel like traveling on. We need it, oh God. We need your presence tonight, Lord. May you grant it, Father. May you speak to us, Lord. May you heal the sick, Lord. May you meet the needs of your people, Lord. The parents are looking at you Lord to provide school fees may you provide Lord may you pay every need Lord may every date for everyone here you are our satisfying portion Lord that's why every soul here with every with your provisions, Lord. Granted, Lord. Thou great shepherd, come and feed the sheep tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you. As we are still standing, let us turn to the book of Matthew. Chapter 5. We anticipate a great weekend. And I believe at the end of the service I should... Uh, Mention again about it. If I don't, someone should remind me. For we believe there are others who are still on the way. We need to be reminded and to invite others that we can invite to come and be with us in the weekend so that we feast together. Amen. Just two verses and seeing the multitude we are reading Matthew 5. And seeing the multitude, he, uh, he went up into a mountain, and when he was 
said, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, you may be seated. Praise God. Now, this is the first teaching of Jesus Christ. And actually, according to the Bible, these are the first words of Jesus Christ in the Bible. The other words are when he was in the desert where he faced temptations. And here he was answering back to Satan. Amen. Amen. And the other words also were, the very first one was at Jordan. Where he was answering back to John. When John wanted to refuse to baptize him, saying that he was worthy to be baptized of him. So he told him, Suffer it to be so now. For thus is become a thirst to fulfill all righteousness. Then the other utterances of Jesus is when he was in the desert. And he was being tempted and was Now the first words are these ones now when he's teaching. And uh, I was wondering today why this was uh, the first teachings, the first words of Jesus Christ. So, by virtue of it shows these are principles of a Christian. Principles of the kingdom. Principles of, uh, uh, of, 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 of the children of God. Uh, this sermon on the mountain it is commonly called as termed as the golden rules the golden rules of the kingdom you call it principles you call it pillars that a Christian must have we can grow into revelation. 
We know about the seven churches. We can know about the seven seals. We can know about the seven thunders. Seven junctions of time. So many mysteries that are written in the Bible. But they are built on these principles. These principles must be there in your life. And there you build on them. Amen. So, this is the Sermon on the Mountain. It's started by saying, uh, in another language, they are called Beatitudes. No, these are not beatitudes, they're not ingero, but you yes. just call it beatitudes because I don't know what you can call beatitudes in Uganda. Mm. No, not you. Beatitudes. Beatitudes, they're still the, 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 the rules, the golden rules, still. Put it later. Uh, I've taught this several times. And uh, now and then I feel like repeating it. Reminding ourselves of these principles. And also there are new people who must always catch and have these principles. So it said, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So, blessed are the poor in spirit. Amen? Amen. Uh, what does it mean to be poor in spirit? Many people understand this to mean that you are rich in wealth, you can be rich in wealthy things, but you behave as if you are poor. So they take meekness for this. Now that's not what it means. That you have a poor heart. Uh, it doesn't mean that. This means you are ever lacking, feeling the lack, feeling the need for God. Yeah, the opposite of it we find it in uh, I think it is in Revelation 2 53 17 because thou sayest, I am rich. 
and increase with goods and have need of nothing. So and knowest know that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So this condition we find it in Lodesha, which age we, we are in. And it is a curse. It is a curse for any people, anyone to feel that they have need of nothing. They are rich. Bagaga. They are okay. Not only in physical things, but even spiritually, Lodesia feels we have religion. We have our religions. Don't bother us. Don't disturb us. We, in other words, we are okay. We are okay without the Bible truth. We are settled. We have reached. Amen. Now that's a curse. But Blessed are they that are poor in spirit. Feeling that, amen, Amina. feeling the bite of luck, they are craving that's a good word. They are craving. I wish I can have kuyagayaga, the actual word again in English that Karuso. Yeah, yes, you're desperate. Okuyangatana. Desperation. Amen. They are desperate. Bayagayaga. Someone who is desperate for God. Such a person is blessed. It is a blessing to kuyaga yaga. Guba mukiso you never have enough of him. You are never settled. You are never relaxed. You are ever thinking what can be done to get out of this situation. That I can have more of God. And because you have that luck, and you feel that 
bankruptcy. It makes you do a lot of efforts. A lot of seeking. No, 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 no. To fill that vacuum. You go to the mountains. You go to the closet. You go into your room. You close your door. You bow and plead. You bow in the dust. God, I need you. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour. I need you, Lord. Now, someone who is like that, that is the prime state of life. Prime, find a better word for, for prime. The opposite is when you don't feel like reading the Bible. It's like you are settled without it. You know you don't uh, you're not uh, in the right condition with God. But you are relaxed about it. You don't have the hunger. You don't have the, the zeal, the desperation. And when you are in that state, uh, your heart is hard, hardened towards God. You don't mind about fellowship. You, you miss fellowship. And it's like you have not missed something. So like you are okay. When you have not come to fellowship. So like you are okay. You don't read them word. And it's like you are okay. You don't wake up in, and pray. And it's like you are okay. I wonder how many people here. Wake up in the night. And spend at least an hour in prayer. And before they go to work. They wake up. Earlier, and spend at least another hour in prayer. And why are they laboring? It's because they are poor in spirit. They feel they are lacking. 
I wonder how many people here do that. Ne unyabantu bameka kufa bali wana abakole echo. The absence of that echo wechitabera is curse. Chiba chikolimo. It's a curse. Chikolimo. That is creeping in. Echirimu kusensero kuingira your life. Mubulamubu. So we can talk about great things. We can shout and jump. But if that is not in your life, that is not in your family, your jumping is nothing, is just nothing. Yeah. I come to learn surprisingly that there are men and who never pray with their wives. And they never pray. And when I discover that when I discover that, whenever I discover it, put it like that, it's a big surprise. A big abnormality. You know, there are people who do things and think they are okay because. They are really, they are far away from the light. But it's a very, very strange thing. Very abnormal. And very evil. To find a man and a woman who never prayed together is terrible. That is a very that's a caste marriage. You are not having marriage. Find another name for that thing. That thing, give it another name. But it's not marriage. Marriage, where a husband does not pray with a wife. How? I've been in marriage 21 years, I think, or 22 now. But I can't imagine that. Even when I wake up in the morning, I start praying, I wake up and pray, praying. And my wife joins me. If she wakes up fast and prays fast, however tired I am, I have to kick away the, the beddings and join her. 
It's a shame. It's a shame for a woman to pray there. And for you remain sleeping. Or you wake up and start doing other works. Or for the man to start praying. And the woman does not join him. All end of you waking up and just moves out and does goes into this and that without praying. A Christian. That is a monster. Now, if it is like that, that when you wake up, you pray. And when you pray, your spouse has to pray too. How dare you fail to pray together? How can you do that? I don't understand it. And when you pray, prayer is joint, which is done jointly. There is a way it ends. Every time you pray jointly, there is a way you end that kind of prayer. Someone has to, to conclude it. And normally it has to be the husband. Or the parent, if you're praying with children, you Oba. have to end up, you have to conclude it. Leading into the main areas. Of the day, of, of, of the needs of committing. And then you all say amen. And then the prayer ends. How do you how do you live with someone? And you never pray together. It's a paradox. It's a paradox. It's a mystery of iniquity. <laughs> How many married people here do it the way I, I've described? I do it with my wife. Yes. You should not skip certain days. When you do know what is right, when you know what is right, do it. It's like tithe paying. People say, do you pay tithe? Sometimes I miss. 
They are not obedient to the scripture. When you miss guilty in least is guilt in all. With the children in the house, there may be days when I when I don't wake up with them. To pray with them. But not with my wife. I don't remember a moment. Because with the children, maybe in our house we have a habit, we have to wake up like an hour before seven, that is around six, and then we pray. The whole house. So with the children, with the rest, I will be very tired. And by the time I wake up, it's already bright. I expect them to have prayed individually. But now with my wife, I don't know how I can move out of the bed and open the bedroom door. Having not prayed, and when I pray, she has to join me. Whether she's sick, she has to join me. And me likewise. So when we find Christians who do things that are very abnormal and very strange, it's very amazing. Very amazing. So blessed are they that are poor Poor in spirit. Amen. Amen. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. People who are poor in the spirit. They will definitely have the kingdom of God. That is the first thing he taught. That is the first pillar he planted. Blessed are the poor in spirit. They are ever hungering, craving. Desiring more of God. They are never satisfied. They feel they have never reached. And because of that. That's why some of you. 
claim experience of the Holy Ghost which cannot be traced today in your life. The experience is not traceable. It does not reflect because you thought now I'm okay. And you're not okay. That Holy Spirit is not good at all. The historical. That's why when you received him you felt joy. Today it's not there. When you received him, you felt peace with every man. Today it's not there. When you received him, you felt faith. Today it's not there. When you received him, you felt you love God. You love everybody. You love even your enemies. Today, it's not there. If the effect of the Holy Spirit has left, then how will he change your body? when the effect is not there. His presence is not there. Praise God. You thought, ah, now I'm okay and you relaxed. Now that is a curse. The opposite of blessing is curse. If Jesus said, blessed are they that are hung, that, that, that are poor in spirit. What about those who say, I'm okay. You may not say it with your words, I'm okay, I have need of nothing, but your attitude is saying it. And the people who think they, they know the message. I've seen preachers who brag, I've read every book of the message. I've been in the pulpit for 40 years. And I've read every message. And when they feel that way, that is when they backslide. They feel they know it all. That is when they backslide. That's when they are fallen. Brothers and sisters, spiritual matters are very sensitive. You can go spiritual you can be spiritual. You grow, grow, grow spiritually into dimensions until you reach at the level of God. And then from there you fall until you become a devil. Because Lucifer 
Brother Bram said he was almost equal. Brother Branham Agamba Lucifer, Kate Yabulako Katidi Yenkane Kane God. Nekatonda. He was the archangel. Ye Arimalaika Omukuru. And he was almost. Era Yabulako Katini. But today, Nairero, he's a devil. Sutani. He's a demon. Muzimu. Even his worshippers. Nava Musinza. Even the wizards. If you tell him you are like the devil. He can even sue you. For abusing him. But he came from all that level. To the lowest that even his children hate him. And fear to be associated with him. But no So, brother, no, sister, mwenyinaze. be careful to lose that hunger that you used to have. You used to spend time in church. You used to pray through the night. You used to fast. You used to go to the mountains. To pray. You used to read the Bible. You used to go with the message books. You boarded the bus with the message book. You boarded the taxi with the book. With the book. Reading. You used to get a week and you, a number of days of the week you are fasting, you are praying. What happened? The farther you were from that, the farther you backslidden. And those first works, you must be spiritual, not even to mention about them. Because the Lord says that a righteous man who forsakes his righteous deeds, they will never be remembered. Blessed are they that hunger. Blessed are they that are poor in spirit. So, verse 4, the next pillar he planted was, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are they that mourn, it is not different from being poor. In spirit. It's not very different. But one who mourns is one who is ever on the knees. He's pleading. He's crying. 
he feels the loss. He feels the missing. And he's crying. And he's mourning. And that's where our praying is different from religious prayers. We mourn. Those days we were with a brother. Then he said they used to be praying the the rosary. And then she saw, he saw a goat sloping down. And then he got hold of a stone and Now that is not morning. But a child of God will wake up in the morning and feel them crying in their rooms as if they have lost somebody. And some people even misunderstand that. They say these creeps born again. They are always crying. It is a blessing. It is a blessing. I've stayed with Christians. And even today I have them in my house. People pray. And you can't even feel they are present. You just want to go and check. This person, you check and see whether they joined you. Because you feel a concern. You find them somewhere in the chair, in the seat. That is not how Christians pray. You are not in prayer. There are people who will never kneel. They will never utter any voice. Even a rosary person is better than you. That is not how they pray. That is not how they pray. When I see a person of such kind, I really wonder. And I really question such in my heart. Because you won't light us. We have been spiritual. And we grew cold. And we became spiritual. We know it. When you enter into the spirit, you cannot withhold it. Even when you pray, you feel you cannot. You can't keep quiet. You can't just whisper. The Bible says, no more and even the spirit of God can come and take over and takes the prayer forth. But as he is praying, 
That is praised with groanings and that cannot be mentioned. An utterable groanings. Groanings. You cannot groan quietly. I am not saying it is good for those who just shout and There are people who are just shouting. And even the way they shout is disturbs. I'm not talking about fanatical shouting. But I'm talking about mourning, crying out of a needy heart, a painful heart, out of a strong desire. Blessed as such people. The Bible says, better to go in the house of those that mourn than in the house of those that laugh. He that goeth forth weeping shall doubtlessly return rejoicing carrying precious sheaves blessed are the mourners blessed is the home where you come and hear people Morning. Blessed is the room where you hear somebody morning. Blessed is the church where you hear people morning. That's the Lord Jesus. That's what he said. And you cannot have these pillars in your life. And you accommodate to worldlyism. And you accommodate last. And you come accommodate sin in your life. Nowhere. Blessed are they that mourn. Some people who used to mourn no longer mourn. We're not talking about people living under grief. And stress. That is satanic. Somebody stays in their room alone. They are quiet. They know, don't talk to anyone. He's very sorrowful. You find them holding their hubs. That is not what we are talking about. That one cannot touch God. 
your unbelief. That is unbelief. That is not virtue. Without faith you can never please God. Why people get in, in stressed and in sorrow it's because of unbelief but if they believed God that is there and is a reward of them that diligently seek him they would carry their troubles with them before the throne of God. They would speak with Job. I wish I knew where he lived. I would go to his door. I would fill my mouth with compliments. And I know he would not turn me away. So you take that to God. In you express your grief. Your pain. To God. And when you find such people. Blessed are they. Blessed are they that mourn. Something has come to my mind. Have you ever read this story? Recently, I discovered this newsletter. My, in my books, I thought uh, I had one which got torn and but when I saw it, I, I, I was still remembering fresh this story. One time I was preaching and still I read it. I want to do it again. I know many of you had not come to church Do you see this picture? Okay, it's very far from you. This is some small command and his wife. This man he was called John Ryan. So this uh, uh, news uh, was written by Rebecca Smith. The daughter of William Branham. Rebecca Smith. Listen to the reading. He had the appearance that one usually associated with Old Testament patriarchs and prophets. Patriarchs, and prophets. Thin to the point of gauntness. A flowing white beard and deep set eyes. His clothing would have been considered shabby by anyone's standards. But somehow it didn't distract from the distinguished air that was evident both in his countenance and his demeanor. 
He was somewhat of a mystery man. The details of his early life were known only to a few close acquaintances. Clues Clues. We've been given a allude to great accomplishment and celebrity both as a sarcastic an acrobat and as an actor but he purposely distanced himself from that part of his life okay his beard afforded him the anonymity he sought we do not know how old he was when he dedicated his life to God's service. Or when he became affiliated with Pentecostal people. When Brother Branham met him for the first time, he was 55 years old and an itinerant preacher whose proof whose pulpit was the street corners of America their meeting took place in Louisville, Kentucky at a convention sponsored by an organization called the School of the Prophets. The older evangelist and the young pastor took an immediate liking to one another. And Brother Ryan was invited to the house on Graham Street in Jeffersonville where Brother Branham and his wife Hope lived with their new baby boy, Billy Paul. One evening as they were talking, Brother Ryan began to speak in a non-tongue. One of the first occasions for Brother Branham to hear that gift in operation. He, uh, he felt drawn to this demonstration of the Spirit but at that time he still had many questions on his heart concerning the Pentecostal movement and whether or not he should affiliate himself with such people Brother Ryan counseled him Brother Billy Brother you are just a lad now there is a lot of youth to you yet 
But someday that is going to settle down. And the Almighty God is going to use you to stir the nations. I think that was prophetic. Brother Branham was to remember this striking statement as being the first real encouragement he ever received from another minister regarding his own unique life and ministry. Brother Ryan and his wife became regular visitors to Jeffersonville and often preached at the Branham Tabernacle and stayed with Brother Branham and his family. Olganda Ryan Bafu he was in Jeffersonville when the Ohio River flooded in 1937 and he helped with the rescue operations. Never want to miss an opportunity to tell others about the Lord. He preached while standing in the back of a boat as he went up and down the river. For income, the Ryans depended solely on the arms of the people. Have you, are you lost on that? Sure. For income, the Ryans depended solely on the arms of the people. Ryan, you know, yes, the eh, Ryans for income. Ryani, eh, Occasionally, there would be a small offering if he was offered a pulpit for a service or two. But their living was meager. Major. As their home is in Dwagen, Michigan, extremely humble, humble. Brother Branham expressed many times how he greatly admired Sister Ryan for the way he faithful, faithfully stood by her, by her husband. Oluganda Branham yegomba nnyo mchala we engeri jiya yimiriranga nobwe simbu okuwagira omwami we. Even though times of even through times of hunger and desperate need. She always spoke of Brother John, which, be, uh, which because of her heavy Swedish, Swedish accent, she pronounced as Jan. 
Nemovisera ebienjala no kueta go kwamanyinyo ya yogeranga kuoluganda joni with the with the greatest respect. Nechitiwe chamanyi. Brother Bill he should he would say. Yagamanga to oluganda Bill. Yan is a man of God. Joni msajja wa katonda. Where where God leads him God will take care of of me. Katonda jamu kulembera era abali nokumugabirira okumulabirira. Yakunda bilira. In other words ukubanga tambula ali mubuereza. Darazi was working in ministry. Ah oli mudu amukama. Your servant of God. Mukama ba mukulumulembedde gweno kuereza. If the Lord has led you to go and serve somewhere. Mukama yakunda bilira. The Lord will take care of me. Despite of his frail appearance, Brother Ryan was very athletic. No doubt a testament of his early circus training. Sometimes he would ride a bicycle. For hundreds of miles to attend one of Brother Branham's meetings. But most often he and his wife would hitchhike sometimes from coast to coast. He delighted in relating how that on those occasions when they simply couldn't seem to get a ride, he would go a short distance away and pray while Sister Ryan stood by the side of the road to wait for her car to stop. Brother John Ryan spent my time in prayer. Oh, Uganda Ryan, oh, I, think, I think I've missed uh, 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 some few lines. When he did, she would call out to him. Yan. Yan. We have one. And they would run to join her. They would have to jump into the car quickly before the surprised driver could change his mind. Brother John Ryan spent my time in prayer and fasting. Often he would lie on his face in prayer for days. This is the most touching part. Often he would lie in, on his face in prayer for days before when of Brother Branham's campaigns seeking the Lord on behalf of the people that would be attending. That their hearts might be prepared and for his presence 
in service. Even though his mode of transportation often required some uh, if I can fail to pronounce this bad, then I don't know how even to interpret it. Do you understand it? No, sir. All right, let us ride on. He somehow managed to attend a majority of the meetings. But you understand what that means. Meaning, meaning it was, uh, he had a lot of difficulty. Uh-huh. He somehow managed to attend the majority of the meetings. His joyous singing and preaching in the streets near where the services were held a familiar site. And one that Brother Branham always looked forward to seeing えらブラザーブラナムややなんがにょおくもらば。おくちらば。おくちらべちょ。ワンデイイナインティンフィチュエファイワンオンシングオクジュミルワ。オルナクルムルクムレンダータノメタノ。アセブロデイズオブサービ
conference, the convention was done. They had come to congratulate. It has been a success. It has been so good. But Ryan was still behind the curtains on the floor. He was still in prayer. A man of prayer lost in prayer. Then, uh then Brother Bram says, he has been praying non-stop for days. Brothers, and that is why these meetings were a success. That shows you what just one man's prayer before God can do. Still he's quoting Brother Bram. Brother Bram continued to say. That one shows you the prayer of an individual. In other words, that whatsoever you have seen happening, the success of the confession, it teaches us that the power of prayer, however much it is from an individual. Brother John Ryan and his wife went to be with the Lord in 1955. Within a few months of, of one another. When Brother Branham heard of his passing, he expressed this wish. I want to be standing near when I see him crowned Immortal. Praise God. Now look at such a devotion. Isn't that a good, a, a good challenge for us? That someone can be lost in prayer. We've heard here people who say, God called me to be a prayer warrior. But you look at, you compare yourself with this now. And God cannot call you in prayer and that you're a prayer warrior. And you don't, you don't manifest the Holy Spirit. You don't get deep in the manifestations of the supernatural. So no wonder when we look at Brother Ryan's life, that utterance to Brother Branham was prophetic. That speaking tongues, that you, you, the man was uh, supernaturally driven. Omusajja yakulemberwanga ebyobwakatonda ebyomoyo. 
Because he was ever in the presence of God. A life of prayer will be a life of victory. This was a real intercessor. When you talk about intercessors, this is one. That is the example of an intercessor. Blessed are they that hunger. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they that mourn. For they shall be comforted. When will the comfort come? The comfort will come now on earth and even in glory. Because as the wrestle and pray, their prayers yields the blessings. And that is comfort. To them. comfort. Blessed are the meek. For they, are, they shall inherit the earth. Oh, praise God. Who is a meek person? In another place, brother, I mean, in another place, Jesus said, Learn of me. For I am meek and lowly. A meek person is someone who carries himself down to earth. As another phrase is, you can even become rich God can give you a lot of blessings in physical things. But with this character of being meek, you carry yourself. You are reachable. You look ordinary. And you are reachable. Some people call it humble. Although humble is more is wide. But now that is a meek person. So blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. Praise God. This is a great character. God may bless you. He may give you money. He may give you wealth. But you remain meek. God can give you a gift. God can use you in a mighty way. But you remain meek. Blessed are the meek. Amen. Amen. For they shall inherit the earth. Amen. The hairs of the earth. 
Abasikabensi a meek people. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For theirs, for they shall be filled. Now that is another scripture that is whose interpretation is missed by many people. They think uh, being thirsty and hungry for righteousness is the hunger and the thirst that you get because you are working for God. Because now you're working for God, you you lack food. You lack what to drink. So you're blessed because you're hungry and thirsty because of the things of God. Because of the business of God. That's not what it means. The hunger here is not physical. The thirst is not physical. You may have a lot of food. You may have a lot of drinks. But you have this hunger. You have this thirst. This thirst. Brother Branham is what he described as the painful desire for God. No desire for food. Not lack for water. But you have such a painful desire for God. And then he said, the biggest, like 80% of a human body is made of water. And he said you can live longer without food than you can without uh, water. You need water more. In other, you need more water more than food. You can say, but brother Gideon, I rarely drink water. The tea you took in the morning, that was water. The sugar you ate, there was a lot of water. The pineapple you ate, there was a lot of water. Even the very food you ate, that soup you ate, there was a lot of water. So your body needs a lot of water. And even when you don't drink real, direct, pure water, 
Still you are taking a lot of water in your body. Omubiri go gweta ganyo amazi nebo batonywe degana amazi getumanyi na yero nywa amazi manji mubirala. Yet it's very important to take real water. Na yatenga cha makuru nyo okunywa amazi genyini nyini. So Brother Bram said, when you run out of water, you are in trouble. Because your body needs a lot of it now because the biggest person is water. So, so God put in you an alarm clock to warn you that water is going low. And that is thirst. In the physical thirst. You thirst for water. This is not where water is needed. That I want water to quench here. To soothen here. It is not the throat that needs water. This is only an alarm. An alarm clock. Warning you. In the car, there is a, a fuel gauge. Signal, alarm. That shows the tank is running, is getting empty. Now you cannot just get water and pour on that alarm. I mean a fuel and, and pour on that alarm. It's not that alarm that is needing fuel. It is showing you the problem. In other words, it's a disaster for you to go beyond where you can get a fuel station. And no two skill. And then you reach there and you run out of fuel. This side is fifty kilometers to the fuel station. Now when you feel thirst, now your body is alarming and warning you that when you don't fill the body with water, any time a catastrophe might hit your life. Now, spiritually, you can only depend on God. You can only depend on the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So, thirst is an alarm to help you 
No. That if you don't get in connection, in fellowship with God, trouble is striking. So, no wonder David said, as the deer panteth after the water brooks, so my soul thirsteth after thee, O God. And then Brother Bram told us as an experienced hunter, Brother Branham that those deers, there are some wild dogs that come and lay waiting in waiting. They ambush them. And then the wild dog will jump and make a strong bite. On the deer. And make me break some important vein. And then blood will start flowing. And then they start following the blood trail. Knowing somewhere it's going to run to get drained and then it will fall and then we shall find there and eat it and then brother Bram said the only hope for that deer would be for it to find a place where there is water that when it gets water and it drinks, the blood, it will get a blood clotting. It will stop. It will stop leaking blood. And there now it is free from those wild dogs. And now when it's looking for that water, it is uh, an issue between death and life. If I don't get water very soon, I will be dead. Even a human being. No, Muntu. If blood is, you get an accident or something, and then blood is just flowing. It cannot flow out for long without you dying. It's very dangerous. If it stops, that's better, that's good. But if it stops, if it fails to stop leaking, then you are in danger. So what about this deer? 
It knows also. It cannot live long with the blood flowing. If I don't get water, I will die. And those wild dogs are following me to eat me. My hope is finding water. It will run to the valleys. It runs to the highlands. It raises its nostrils. To try to smell where there is water. Because that's his hope now. And David said, That is how I feel. That's how desperate I am. For if I don't get him, I will die. And now Jesus tells us Blessed are the people who thirst and hunger like that for righteousness. There are people here, many, many, many of you. You will tell me I no longer have victory in the spirit. I don't feel his presence. Even when I try to pray, I don't feel get a breakthrough. Even I find myself flooded with carnal thoughts that never used to bother me. I don't have the victory. Now, what does that mean? It means the, the wounds. The have had a bite on you. And you are leaking. And they are following you. They know if you don't gain that victory, they will take advantage. A demon will enter. Say of adultery. Say of lying. Say of cheating. So they are following. The devil knows how to lay in waiting. To ambush. And makes a bite. And then you run. Then he follows slowly. He said that 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 wound I put on him. It will weaken him. Will weaken him. How many people say? You say I used to live a good Christian life. But one time I saw this. And when I saw this from that time I became weak. Just looking at something that can put 
wrong imaginations in you. That becomes the beginning of leaking. Until you die. One spirit will invite another. One spirit invites another. And you who never used to have problem in certain area of life. Now you are a victim. The devil put a bite on you. We have had confessions in the church here. Brethren, forgive me. I, I meet women and we, we, we they, they live dirty life with women. And how did it start? It started with one bite. And then the devil is following. And after two years, you find the same person is coming with the same problem which has taken another level. The devil made a bite and is now following. But a deer is wiser than you. For it, it runs looking for water. If I get water, I will live. If I don't get it, I will die. But you, instead of looking for God that desperately, you are relaxed. That is the curse that is ho that is hovering on you. But blessed are they that hang and thirst. Sister, when you see your husband, no longer pray the way he used to pray. Now. He no longer reads the word the way he used to read it. You should get worried. There is a problem. That's what it is. Blessed are they that hang and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. This is Jesus' teaching. It is a rule of the kingdom. It is a beatitude. Blessings. It is a pillar. It is a principle of victory and success of blessings in a Christian life. Those who hunger 
They are ever desperately searching for more of God. They need God. If I don't get him, I die. They are blessed people. For they shall be filled. Amen. Amen. Do you know that Christian is a treasure in a Christian life? To have that hunger. And that's how actually where you measure Christian. That is how much life a Christian has. That hunger. That thirst. You are hungry for God. You are doing whatever you can to pray. Searching and seeking God. It's a blessed thing. You will be filled. Many times people ask, what can I do to be filled with the Holy Spirit? What do I need to do? This is all that is needed. Hunger and thirst. Without this, without hunger and thirst, there is no way you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. He only fills those that are hungry and those that are thirsty. If you have that hunger and that thirst, you will be filled. What about if I don't feel the hunger? Physically, if you didn't feel hungry, when you have not eaten, what does that mean? It means your body has a problem. They will tell you, wake a call, yeah. Force yourself to eat. Even there are some, I think, some uh, appetizers and whatever. There are some, uh, I think, they are the, the, medic, the, the medicine, the, the hospitals have so, some solutions to what, that problem. What to give you so that you can develop hunger. So if you don't have the spiritual hunger and yet you are hungry you don't feel the hunger you don't feel the thirst yet you are thirsty you are lacking water but the problem is with the alarm you don't feel hungry. Yet, 
you are deficient you are deficient of food chokato mubiri gogula ganti gubulwa gubulwa emere you are dying you are going only don't fail nayenga tawulirate what is the problem what can you do buliwa ikolachi you force yourself to eat wekake olie even in this nemubino force yourself on the knees wekake kumavivi don't wait for the feeling of hunger just get on the knees wegenda kumavivi and pray osabe voluntarily force, force your body on the knees kakomubirigo kumavivi as a sacrifice ngasadaka Make a sacrifice of prayer. Kola sadake yokusaba. Make a sacrifice of praise. Kola sadake yetendo. That is when you praise when you don't feel it. Awo okolero kutendereza ngatochiulira. Make a sacrifice. Read the Bible as a sacrifice. Soma Bible ngasadaka. Pray as a sacrifice. When you do that, pray as a sacrifice. The desire, the hunger, the thirst will come. It will it will, it will develop Do you know you can and that's how you should be Pray until you're addicted to prayer Do you know you can be addicted and that's what should be prayer that you, if you take a certain certain amount of time without being on the knees to pray you feel disturbed you feel disturbed you can't have peace you need to do it to feel peace that is an addiction now and that's a good addiction addicted to prayer if you sleep and the time of prayer that you are used to pray come at least you get a certain dream and it wakes you out and you start praying addicted that's a good addiction brother branham said we can do anything too much but you cannot pray too much. even preaching we can preach too much but we can never pray too much prayer is ever needed You can never do it a lot. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain 
mercy. Oh, that's great. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. Cast. Are the unmerciful. For they shall never be received mercy. Sometimes I'm somewhere. Say we are driving or something. And then a little child comes carrying a basket of of bananas. All a basket of maize. And when I look at the child. It has happened a number of times. I, I buy that maize. And sometimes. I give even excess money. To this child. Because I think maybe this is an orphan. This is the only way I can earn a living. And when I'm in the car with someone, and then, then I ask, how much is your maize? Uh, Three pieces for one thousand. Ah, that is uh, that is very high price. I feel angry at this person. I feel I should give even even more in support. Maybe some of you are like that. But I'm not the most kind, but I'm trying to express kindness. And the opposite of kindness. Even struggle to, to suppress this kid. You bargain. That you will eat the maize at 200 shillings. <laughs> Is really that person kind? This child already is in, uh, in sorrow. You want oppress so that the child gets or that she even doesn't get any profit at all. I uh, are not uh, you know one to whom it may concern. You are not kind at all. Blessed are they that are merciful. They will receive mercy. A person who has, is not merciful. Is selfish. Those are the majority of the people in this world. And it is that is what mainly monopolizes people's lives. People who are selfish. They love themselves. 
They only take care of what is their concern. They are not kind. They are not merciful. But blessed are the merciful. They shall obtain mercy. When they see someone suffering, when they see someone in need, their hearts are moved to help such people. They shall obtain mercy. Praise God. When we got that car wreck in, in Kiruhura, there is a man who came there immediately. We thought maybe, maybe this is a drunkard he's coming from. But the man was sober. He greeted us and sympathized with us. And then he said, now let me call these neighbors. Because something has happened in their compound. Almost in their compound, the face of their home. Without them. Let me call them. He went there and called there a woman. Uh, that woman, she, he told me later that that woman lost his wife. Her husband sometime back. The woman also came and they stayed with us. They sympathized with us. The man stayed there for long without leaving. Later on, he told us he was coming from prayers. It was at He was coming from prayer. His home was across on the other side. He stayed long, long, long. It's me who finally told him, but sir, why suffer with us? Because here there is no way you can help us. Go home. Say, let me go. In the morning. I'm going to come with people at my home. My family members to try to help. When we get other people to try to push this car, push it back on. And that's what happened. Very early. Came there to help. And not seeking any reward. But to help human beings in problem. Such people today. They are rare. Most people today. When you get a problem with a car. They come very quickly to help. And because they are looking at the money you are going to pay them. And even after helping, immediately they demand. If you don't give them enough, they, they demand for more. They complain and they pay more. No mercy. 
such people never obtain mercy. Someone who is merciful is able to put his feet in someone's shoes and then feel what they are feeling. Even it goes even it goes even very many areas even spiritually. Someone can hurt you. But after hurting you put yourself in his shoes. Feel the temptation with him. Feel what is feeling. Then mercy. Let mercy step over. And then you forgive. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Your pure. The person who is not pure in heart is ever suspicious. He thinks when this person spoke this to me, he was speaking out of a bad heart. He was intending to, to hurt me. He was there, there, they are ever creating evil. Evil out of everything. Even when you are speaking innocently. Even when you are just joking. They find offense. They see evil. They easily create evil imagination about others because they themselves then are not pure. But to one that is pure everything is pure. Actually even to those that are evil they easily take it that they don't mean evil. What he did was wrong, but he didn't intend it that way. He didn't intend to hurt me. He didn't intend to, to hurt me. Because he, this person is pure. To the pure person, he only sees purity in the rest. But this one always magnifies issues. 
Banato wasanga mukaza atali murongo. Oh God, never marry a woman who is not pure. Ajakole entondo. Entondo. Ajakuna ginga. She will nag you. Nenso ulenge kutami. And you even feel you're tired of this. You will even hate your house. Never get married to an impure man. He will always magnify every single thing. Because they are not pure. Look at Brother Branham. When the wife uh, smacked the door. Because he's pleading to God. Lord, you know how she loves me. She washes my clothes. She irons them. She cooks for me. She's a dandy woman. She didn't mean it. And God is condemning her. Brother Branham is saying, She didn't mean. That is pure, being pure. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. The people who will see God are the people who are pure in heart. Issues, they, they don't have grudges and the issues. They don't have negatives. On their failure. We have people here in the church who grudges. have, have grudges. Those minor sister, issues. Sister, your brother, This is what he met. He said this and he was me intending this. He did this to me. me. He has a bad heart. He has wrong intentions. Intentions. Brother, you speak like that, but what are your intentions? Why are you digging my intentions? Who are you? Take me as I am. And take me by my confession. You know God knows your, your intentions. Knows. Yes, he knows them. But for you, don't know them. Now, don't judge what you know not. Judge not what you don't know. It is God who knows the heart. The intentions. The Bible says that he no, separates no the bone and the marrow. He separates the act and the intention. It is only God who can discern that. Unless you have a gift of discernment as the prophet had. 
But don't tie your wrong intentions on me. If you're sure, if you're not sure because you don't know my heart, it's because you're not pure. In heart. So because you're not pure in heart, you easily, you easily put dust in people's hearts and intentions you sand, sand comes out of you pouring on two people's hearts everywhere you are looking for you yourself you are evil somebody who was security they trust nobody because they have an experience. And what he is, he assumes everybody is like that. Because if you are a security personnel, you are always in masks. You smile when you're not smiling. You just prepare a smile. You tell people you love them when you don't mean that. You make your you 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 start a business when it's not a real business. The business is a is a method. So because you, that's what you are. You never trust anything of anyone. You start a church. When you are not really preaching the gospel. You are, you are just masking. To carry out your missions. Now when you see another person who is a pastor with the church. You will say no those ones are just making. They have other intentions. No. So, not everybody. So what a, what people are is what they think others are. So if you are not pure in heart, you are seen by interpreting others negatively. You never believe people, you are never positive about others. You are negative. Because you are not pure. So to all, 
Because you're not pure. In heart. But blessed are the pure. In heart. For they shall see God. Kugamia mulongofu. Ayangwo kulaba umuta kozesu bambi. A pure person easily detects somebody who has made a mistake and said they didn't intend it. He has been overtaken. But he didn't mean to do wrong. He didn't mean to hurt me. Praise God. That's a pure person. Well, we cannot go through all this Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. Now this is another wide thing. If someone tells you something about sister Swanso How will you how would you not realize that telling it to that sister would you destroy the relationship between the two? Oh, if you hear this sister, if she tells you something about another person, it is wrong enough for her to tell you. But by you taking it to the other person, Sister Swanson told me this about you. How would you not see? That this person will feel bad about the other and their relationship will die. Why can't you take it in you and you kill it, it, it dies in you? Why don't you just present this person to the other? When you are talking to the other person, why don't you keep with what you had from the other one so that it ends in you? So that the other one remains having a positive attitude about the other one. Nebobo yo gedenori kuono. Ruachi to sigara ne chifira mukwe. Ole me kumugamba as veringa chasiga zebiro zebiro unji kumuntuono. Hey, mukedom. No, 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 no. That sister actually loves you. Munangen no yo muruganda kuagala. What you are saying is the opposite. Of what he feels about you. You are saying he hates you. No, no, no. That's the opposite. Even I had a plan 
to do this for you. You don't know how that person even is planning to do this. Even the other day was talking about good things about even if you have had some negative utterance from the person. You as you kweke ojeya kalunji komanyi kamuli nako. Okogere. Amen. Okurebikanga so that you look oh my you are peacemaking olimukutabaganya you are peacemaking or take awo mirembe ogambe gundi sister gundi akuchawa you have said that sister so and so hates you no 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 Neda. that sister nalutwa tusaba and I heard her pray for you. Let me tell you the secret. I heard her say like this about you. About you. It is not true that she hates you. That one might have just probably she misunderstood. She was meaning something different and she was misunderstood. Neither that sister loves she loves you. But that sister loves you so much. She has good thoughts about you. What are you doing there? You are making peace between these two people. The negative you heard, the other one speak, you swallow them. You pick some good thing that you know, or some good attitude he or she has about the other. Chobo frontinga. Actually, but when you add on what they have told you, you are destroying the relationship father. Over You are not a peacemaker. And you are cast. Everything the Lord says you are blessed. The opposite of it is cast. Blessed are the peacemakers. They shall be called the children of God. God is a peacemaker. God was in Christ. Reconciling. God does not highlight and trumpet our faults. He is our atom. He is the attorney and the lawyer. The judge. That is our God. If you are his 
child. You will have that kind of character. That is why the Bible says they shall be called the children of God. But the other one that devil is the one who hates peace. And if you have such kind of person in your family, they're always making people strangle each other. When they're in church, they make people collide with each other. When they speak with this one, they get information and then they take it. Again. When they see people hating each other and people that hate each other, that is their joy. When when he sees brother so and so in peace, if it does not make them But when they see people colliding and having issues among them, they really feel so glad. Because that is a devil's child. And the will of his father, he does. But these ones who Reconciled. The when brethren are sister Gundi and attitude the sister sister has a gratitude with the other sister. And this one who rejoice when somebody who were people who are hating each other are now friends. And they feel glad about it. Such they will be called the children of the most high. Praise God. Time is first spent. We would have proceeded with these golden rules. This was the first preaching of Jesus. Before you taught anything. Because Brother Bram tells us Jesus taught the seals. He taught resurrection. Before you taught all those things. This was the first teaching. Praise God. Let us stand on our feet. Heavenly Father, the heart is the sickest member of the body. Imagine evil. Having evil intentions. But for the saved. For the born again. It is different. May you search us Lord. As David said search me O Lord. And see if there is any evil thing in it. Father that's our prayer to 
we can shout we can jump we can do many things lord even many works but if we have hurts we can even give our our things to the poor but if our hearts are evil we can never see god such as lord give us the hunger give us the thirst give us these blessed rules lord make us poor in spirit make us meek make us hang and thirst after righteousness make us pure make us merciful father help us lord we want these principles family rooted in us even as we give our offerings and tithes tonight may you bless each and every giver prosper them lord that your covenant will be established in their lives thank you father even as we leave this place may you go with us in the name of the lord jesus christ amen amen